how fast can you get ready in the morning? We have a four-year-old, and Lord bless him, we have to give him a huge head start. If you want Jonah to get his socks on and then get his shoes on to get out the door, you better give him 30 to 45 minutes for that process. Because he is a country hillbilly at heart, just like his dad. And wearing socks, well, there's not a whole lot worse than that. So you gotta let him go through all the emotions of putting socks on. And frankly, we're tired of doing it for him. So you gotta give him that time. We got to read through 2 Peter and Jude today, two whole books of the Bible. And they both really touch base on false teachers. Now here it's obvious that the people are purposefully saying and teaching the wrong things. But I think equally as important to consider is that there could be people in the church that are teaching the wrong things on accident. There is a lot of division in the church overall. I just remember going to school for ministry, wanting to learn more. I grew up in a Baptist church and I just wanted to know what does everybody else believe? Why is it different? How different is it? How do different people worship, etc.? I went to so many churches when I was going to school for ministry, some that were way outside my comfort zone. But I wanted to make sure as I was studying and becoming more familiar with scripture that I had some biases. And I just wanted to make sure that what I believed was actually true. So anytime I ran into something that just seemed, you know what, that's not right. I wanted to know, is it not right just because of what I think? Or is it not right because scripture tells us otherwise? And so I was challenged in my early 20s and I think that I challenged others as well because there were times when, when I was right and then there was times that, you know what, I didn't really interpret that right. I'm going to say that, you know, I could be wrong here. And I think there's a big difference between the essentials and the non-essentials. Essentials really is, well, Jesus is the only way to be forgiven of your sin and therefore really the only way to have a right relationship with God, to enter into heaven, etc. Now sure, we can maybe disagree on some other things. Should we be worshiping on a Sunday or on a Saturday? When you should be baptized and how? And I'm setting my ways on these things and for what I think is good reason, but if we disagree, you know, I believe we're still brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't think that there's a real huge difference in a lot of the subtleties of our faith. But how would you know if somebody was teaching you the wrong thing? How would you know? And when I run into something that just rubs me the wrong way, I try not just to assume that you know I'm right and they're wrong. Although I do have a <laughs> I do have a tendency to do that. I always leave it open to, you know what? Could I be wrong here? Or could they be on to something that maybe I'm just not familiar with? or haven't thought of like that before. I need to dive into scriptures that they think is saying something that maybe I disagree with. I mean, just today, I watched something on Instagram of somebody that my wife and I know, and we're like, ah, that just doesn't feel right. 
Now, does it not feel right because it's wrong? Or just we haven't thought of it like that before? And that's where we really got to go to scripture. But I'm pretty sure that it's wrong. <laughs> I've been in scripture a lot lately the last year, and I just... That's definitely what this person was talking about is not a theme at all in scripture. And it's a slippery slope to really have the wrong heart and motive for things in your life. But they quote scripture and I'm sure I'm going to go to it to really vet this out when I have a few minutes. But in 2 Peter he says, But there were false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. You know, he's really talking about motive for these specific teachers in 2 Peter. And really, you can tell a lot of them, not just by what they teach, but by their lives that they're living. Are they living holy and pleasing lives for Christ? Or are they living it for themselves? Is their life full of sin? Or is it full of holiness? You know, but one of the things that the false teachers were saying is that Jesus isn't returning, or they were asking where he was. In 2 Peter, towards the end of the book, he says this, A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some of you think. He is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Now, the Lord may seem like he's taking forever to return, but it's not that he's not going to return or that he's forgotten, but he's doing it for our sake. Thankful he has. I'm getting a chance to live this life. I'm getting a chance to raise my children. And it's all because he was patient with me, just as he has been patient for you. And there's some days where, you know, I wish he would return, but there has been a purpose for his waiting. And that is his love for us, that he'll come like a thief in the night. And I hope and pray that I am ready when he comes. For what it's worth, those are my thoughts on Second Peter and Jude. Hope you're encouraged today. Hope that you had the opportunity or rather you've made the time to get into God's word. And as always, thank you so much for listening and have a great day.